Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Master Narrative Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 228 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, we've got a very important topic and a very special guest. The topic is what you need to know about internet tarot scammers and staying safe on the web. And my special guest is Sabrina M. Scott. Hello, Sabrina. Welcome. Hi. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I've been such a fan of yours since I got a copy of your book, Witch Body, which is so, oh my God. I didn't know that you've read it. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. Uh, For people who are listening, you have to check it out. Which body it's, it's beautiful. It's deep. It's poetic. It's, I mean, you really put a lot of heart and soul and so much into it. So I'm a huge fan. And um, I've also been following you on the internet and for quite some time. So it's really exciting to be able to talk to you. And for people who are listening, we're actually doing this now like a, a Zoom face-to-face. So I get to see you and your cats. Oh, my God. This Thank you so much. I feel so stoked to hear all of that. And the admiration is obviously 1,000% mutual. Completely admire you, the way that you move in the world. Everything that you do and put out there is just fantastic. So thank you so much for doing me the honor of having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, I I was waiting for this day, and we finally have uh, the time to do this. And you know, again, we we really met on on the internet, and you know, our topic today is about the internet. And you've got a really beautiful profile on uh, Instagram. You know that I, it's one of the ones that I do like to look at all the time because you post beautiful pictures and really thoughtful things. And um, I know that you've experienced a lot of these internet tarot scammers as I have. So I'd like to talk first about your experience, my experience with them. How has it been dealing with these creeps? One of the most annoying aspects that I've ever had to deal with in business ever. And like I've been doing business in some way or another since I was 17. I'm 32 now. And I've never really experienced anything that has been so, on one hand, just like annoying, but on the other hand, detrimental and harmful to my business and reputation in general. It's been oh my God, the, yes. the worst. <laughs> Terrible. Yes. And wh- you know, do you remember the first time where you had one of these scammers show up in your world? Yeah, I feel like it was two years ago now, actually. Like I feel like they perfected their craft to at this point, but I think the first time was that long ago. And I only found out about it because people who follow me were kind of watching like hawks, I guess, and had been propositioned by these people and kind of gave me a heads up, which I really appreciated those first few people. But now when it's dozens of messages daily, it becomes a bit tedious. Like how, how was your experience with it? Like when did you first experience this whole crap? Just like you, it's about two years ago is when this stuff really started happening. You know, I've been on the internet for quite some time. I've been in business for a very long time. And back in the day, you know, we had our little scammers too that still exist, of course. Uh, these would be the ones where they put out those neon signs and they'd get people in and give you a five-minute palm reading and tell you that you have a curse on you. <laughs> and, you know, so you kind of assume that, wow, well, on the internet, you know, we're not dealing with that. But on the internet, it's kind of worse. And it was about two years ago, just like you. 
somebody had sent me an email and they said, hey, you sent me a message. Is this your account? And I looked and it was somebody on internet took my picture, my bio, a bunch of photos, and they were sending people direct messages trying to get them to book a reading. So that was the first time. And that was about two years ago. And in the beginning, it happened a little bit randomly, but like you said, they perfected it. I'm dealing with these, and we're not the only ones. There are so many tarot readers and astrologers and healers and psychics and mediums who are getting this on the daily. I mean, there's even an Instagram page called the Scammer Alert page, who's been kind of like the Batman of, of the Instagram community pointing out who the scammers are and helping to get those taken down. But I, I get them almost every day now. It's so interesting. And like, I don't want to say anything bad about the scammer alert page. I have not really any opinion about it other than like, to me, it's like, it's impossible for them to post every scammer. It's impossible. I know. Like I haven't even bothered to submit anything because, you know, like it's, it would be submitting like 20 bazillion pages a day. Yeah. And so I'm really not sure if something like that, even though they are doing their best and I admire the work that they're putting in and the hours and the time is like, they're doing all that for free. Like that's a lot of work and a lot of like heartache, I think. Mm -hmm. And the community has big expectations, but I, I wonder how, how the community, how us as readers, how our audiences can work differently just to kind of assume that like it's probably a scammer because that's mm -hmm. not actually how readers work. Like I don't know any actual professional who accepts Venmo or Zelle or whatever it is. Oh, I know. I mean, that's so, there's yeah. so many, there's so many red flags that are so obvious to us as readers, but maybe not to the people who follow our work. So let's talk about some of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned the Venmo and the Zelle. Uh, if somebody shows up, first of all, I'm going to say for everybody who's listening, if somebody shows up in your direct messages and wants to solicit a reading or a service, that is a big red flag. Any legit tarot reader, astrologer, healer, whatever, they usually have a legitimate website where you can go and book things when you feel called to. They're not going to show up soliciting in your direct messages and trying to get you to do a service. So that is number one. That is the number one thing where we know it's a problem. And you mentioned about the payment. What other payment things should people look out for? So I think the sending PayPal friends and family is a huge red flag. Whenever people have sent me screen caps from these scammers, it's always some weird name that is not my name or anything close to my name. It's like Bob Rodriguez or like Michelle, whatever. And it's like, it boggles my mind that people send money to these names that clearly is not even remotely close to my name. And what I've seen these scammers say is like, oh, it's my it's my assistant, it's my husband, it's whatever, but no legitimate business owner would ever function that way ever. Like friends and family, like that's illegal to do as a business. Like no yeah. one with a brain would even do that. It's so sketchy. Like in Canada, we don't even have Zelle or Cash App or Venmo. And so that's the other thing about this that's just driven me completely crazy. It's like, I don't even live in a country where that we, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, but people pay so it. They still fall for it. People fall for it. It's so yeah. weird. 
you know, what you said too about the, the names, that's also something that really shocks me that somebody will say, you know, this is my godson's account. And what people need to realize, if you're a legit business, you're not going to be doing friends and family. Like you said, that is not legal. Because here's the thing, a legit business, you will be able to go to the website and purchase a service. And that allows you if the service, let's say, let's say you purchase the service off my website, and I don't deliver the service. Well, now because you you paid through a legit site, you can file a complaint. When it comes to the friends and family, this is the thing. You cannot get that money back if you send it to these scammers. You are out that money, and they know that. Mm -hmm. So that's their fun little legal loophole that they do to protect themselves. And I think there is something very odd when people do send friends and family to someone that is neither friend nor family. It's literally a complete stranger with a name that is unrecognizable. So that to me, I hate to say this and be like the asshole in the room, but there is some kind of personal responsibility piece there that I wish people would take a little bit more than they have been, at least kind of in my experience, I've gotten so many angry emails from people yep. being like, I paid you, you were a scammer, you didn't give me the reading. And I'm like, girl, you can find my email on my website, but you couldn't go on my website to actually book a session. Like, odd, that's an interesting, like discrepancy there. Um, I wanted to go back to what you mentioned before about people um, starting conversations, like reaching out yes. and saying, oh, I felt your energy and it feels blah, 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 or, you know, all those kind of greetings, those very cheesy greetings that uh, these scammers tend to use. And so let's address that kind of initial thing and like why Logically, there's something really interesting there. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, as you know, a spiritual reader, I've been doing spiritual work for 20 years. God help me. Um, but on a consent basis, like that's something I would never do. Like I would never scroll through my list and be like, I'm just going to feel into people's energy and see who's having a hard time. Like, first of all, I don't have the time. I don't have the interest in doing that. Uh, I think most readers tend to be pretty booked up, but also there's just that kind of spiritual consent piece that I think anyone who is actually reputable would never really behave that way as an individual, but also as a business owner. But I think that that keys into something psychologically where people feel chosen and they feel special and they feel like whoever spiritual teacher they look up to or whatever, follow for whatever reason, even if it's just pure curiosity, oh, you've taken a special interest in me, little old me. Awesome. And so I think this is kind of just an assumption on my part, but I do feel that sometimes people are so just blinded by that. I don't know if there's a better metaphor than that. There probably is, but just completely kind of their common sense goes out the window. And so I think psychologically, there's something interesting there that is going on, like in the community right now, that is contributing to this problem. 
I agree a million percent. And, you know, when people do show up in your DMs, they do use a lot of this weird lingo. First of all, this is, again, another red flag. If someone addresses you like beloved with all these emojis or grand rising or hello, love. Now, first of all, if you know me, the tarot lady does not talk like that. That is so bogus. That blows my mind that people fall for that, by the way. But I think you're right, though. Um, and I have had people who've gotten ripped off by these um by these scammers and what they've said to me a consistent theme has been i was so excited when you started following me and when you reached out and offered a reading i was like oh my god so of course i signed up right away and i got ripped off so you're right there's something about feeling some for some feeling chosen for others it might be they're initially really excited they get impulsive they're not thinking and i mean there's probably a lot of other reasons why but i think you're right about I'm feeling chosen now. I'm feeling like, oh my God, look who's following me. And that can easily get people. It's your ego gets you in trouble. And I think also for some people who are going through a rough time, because this is the other thing. Um, if the person of the scammer picks up on that and uses one of their lines and the person is actually going through something difficult in their life, their trauma might also be getting in the way of their ability to see that this is somebody who's trying to manipulate you. Completely. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting because I feel like everyone's kind of going through a hard time all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, even when things are going awesome, like, I'm sure there's something, you know, in the back of my mind that I'm stressed about or not sure about or whatever. And I think it's probably the same for almost everybody. Like, even if business is going well, maybe I had a weird date the other day or an unsettling conversation with a friend. And so, those things, even though that we might see them as these like tiny minuscule aspects of life, like when the scammer reaches out, it's like that becomes amplified. Yep. These things that maybe it's not that big of a deal, but it's like, oh, they felt my struggle. Okay. Yes. And then it just kind of blows up when perhaps if that scammer never actually messaged them, they might've just forgotten about it in a day or two. Like most of us do with our like random daily dramas. <laughs> You're totally right on that. And you know, the other thing too, when you said about how invasive it is for them, you know, to read energy, I, I agree with that. I mean, no, but no legit psychic does that, but also to show up and right away, um, see if they can get a hit by talking about your problems. That's actually a very, very, modern updated to an old thing back in the day you know the old scammers when you would visit them and they still exist like this too you'd walk in they'd read your palm and then they'd throw some statements at you these cold statements and if one stuck especially a negative one they would go on that so let's say for example again you're having a bad day you get a reading you go into one of these scammers or these internet scammers show up and they pick up on something and it rings true. Now you're convinced this person has some kind of ability to sense what's going on with you. And the next thing you know, they are also telling you you've got a dark cloud on you, you've got a curse. And they're doing that, by the way, on these internet scammers too. Once you get their fake little readings, they all tell you you've got a curse and give me an extra hundred dollars. I'll remove it, blah, blah, blah. Again, they're looking for that vulnerability. They're looking to throw something random. It's like they're throwing all these hooks with worms out and they're hoping somebody bites. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I feel like the scammers tend to also really take advantage of people who want love. Yep. 
that's the big one. That seems like the big one, at least that the scammers that are impersonating me always seem to be offering people like this love reading, which since a lot of my audience is women, I think a lot of uh, in the new age, spiritual, witchy tarot space, the audience does tend to be primarily women. I think that does tend to be at the top of a lot of our minds, especially those of us who are not, not married. And that's, I think, quite a a large proportion of people. So it's this piece that is sensitive for so many people. Yes. And we often don't use our brains in that area of life. Even those of us who are quite grounded and, you know, down to earth and reasonable and, you know, have our normal head about us and are pretty good at dealing with conflict. I think when these scammers mention love or romance, a lot of time people's brains just kind of float out the window and it's like, oh, am I going to meet my soulmate? Amazing. Like, let's talk about it. And that seems to be at least in the scammers that are impersonating me for some God unknown reason, that tends to be a big hook with the worm, as you mentioned, that Mm -hmm. they tend to be using. Yeah. And also the X wanting to talk about the X, you know, so I know that some people that the way they've gotten hooked in is, um, that the scammers will tell them that, you know, you and your ex, you've been separated. There's a spell or something. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes right now. Uh, <laughs> and I can help you get your ex back. And again, if anybody knows me, that's the last thing I'd be advising anybody. I, I'm always the one who says, don't text your ex. Once you're done, burn that bridge, put gasoline on it. So, totally. but that is also, again, a way people get, because you're vulnerable. If you've gone through a breakup, you're vulnerable. And what you oftentimes you want to hear, they, they love you. They want to come back and you don't want to hear, listen, you got to take care of yourself and get well now. And so, I mean, that's the hard work. And so these scammers know that. And that's, again, one of those other pain points where they hook you right in and they drag you in and now now they want more money from you mm-hmm. yeah completely I, it's ridiculous it is and the other thing that drives me really bananas is some of these scammers don't even use punctuation or proper spelling and i'm like i'm a writer i write for a living i've written i'm ri- working on book number nine do you don't you think for one minute i would know how to punctuate and use proper grammar you know, that's the other thing that just shocks me that people fall for that. It's it's shocking to me as well. Uh, and for listeners who don't know, obviously, I'm a writer as well. Mm-hmm. And and so it, it just bothers me that people are so desperate to believe that we could be reaching out to them, that they're willing to just throw out the window everything that they know about who we are, how we write, how we talk. It's like you and I would never say like, beloved grand rising. Nope. Like I might call someone like, Hey babe, like I do that all the time over DM, but like, hello, my love is something that if people know my work, they would know that I would never say that and the right. basic punctuation stuff. And so I think there is some kind of like internet literacy thing going on here as well around discernment and not to get all political or whatever, but I think globally we are in this age of like misinformation and people really lacking the skills to assess information and experts and where does this information come from? Who is saying what? And it's, I think that is just kind of exacerbated this issue that we're facing where there is this lack of literacy in discerning expertise, discerning legitimacy, 
just kind of for so many different things. I won't get into the politics of all of that, but I think we do see that trickling into people's lack of I want to be polite here. People's lack of ability to really discern Mm -hmm. what's real and what isn't. And I think globally that's getting us into a really big mess, but that's a topic for another day. But that's the implication that we see here as well. Like this is just the, the after effects of that larger problem that we're seeing around like a lack of internet literacy and a lack of media literacy, a lack of literacy about assessing information assessing publications and you know things that people are saying in various places well you and I have both been very vocal trying to educate our community in different ways on what not to fall for and I know you put up images on Instagram every so often what are some of the other ways that we can maybe help educate um, the public so that they don't fall for this stuff. I mean, I think this podcast might be helpful. Um, I think our regular posts over there are helpful. Is there any other things that we could do to really keep alerting people that, hey, this isn't me? Honestly, this is maybe going to sound bitchy, but I almost feel like we've done everything. I feel like we've done everything. Like I've written a really long blog post. I've made reels. I've made videos. I've gone on Instagram live. I make photos of me holding a sign saying this is my only username. Like I've made swipe through graphics and like, I know yourself and a lot of other people in this space have done similar to be posting so often about look out for this, look out for that. Here's the latest scammer, please report it, blah, blah, blah. Like I actually don't know what else can be done. Like even in my bio, I put for the longest time, like, blah, blah, blah. Like Sabrina M. Scott is my only username, but it actually didn't matter. Like people mm-hmm. would still be messaging me. Is this your only account? Do you have a backup account? So it, I almost am feeling so beyond frustrated. Like I feel like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs in like literally every avenue that I can, but it seems like a lot of people just aren't listening. And so right. at what point does it stop being an us problem and like our responsibility and then the responsibility needs to lie elsewhere. Like, I'm really not too sure what that line is. Um, You know, and I don't want my account and I'm sure you don't want your account either to just become this like scammer warning page. You know, we both have other things to talk about and so many other more interesting, fun things to offer to the community. And ultimately we're both here as business people and people who are passionate about the work that we're doing actually want to engage with people on the real stuff like tarot, spirituality, blah, blah, blah. And so I would love to get back to just doing that. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that is the thing. The last thing I want to do is keep having to post this garbage. It's tiresome. And I want to talk about tarot. I want to talk about books. I want to show a picture of my cat. You know, I've got better things to do than to constantly have to report on underscore the tarot lady, five, seven, two, six, three, nine, underscore, underscore. I'm so tired of that. And by the way, that's another thing to look for. My handle is the tarot lady. I mean, if you see something with all these variations, that is not me. And I cannot believe that I've had people fall for these weird iterations of my name and and give these people money. It's crazy. It's It's so weird. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Like, where are you at yourself with like that? Like, where does the responsibility lie? Cause like, we've both been talking about this for like two years now. Yep. So at what point does that responsibility really need to come off our yep. shoulders and the shoulders of like other creators in this space? Like, where are you at with that yourself? Well, you know, what's really odd too, is people will go on Amazon and read every review for a book before they buy the damn book. But here on Instagram, somebody shows up in your direct messages and you automatically say, oh my God, I got to give this person money. And it's like, I know you don't do that in other things in your life when you're making other purchases. Why would you not also do your due diligence? So I agree. Now I've got a theory and I want, I want to know what you think of this theory. I think, first of all, that there's these scammers are a network, like a call center. And I know that there have been these scam call centers in other countries that have done like the romance scams where they pretend they're some military guy in love with you and blah, blah, blah. But I think that this might be a network because it seems mm -hmm. like when you look at how they have all these followers and whatnot, these fake profiles, it just seems, and some of them will pop up overnight and all of a sudden they've got all these followers. Um, so I think it's a network. And I also think my theory is when somebody falls for one of these scams. Like if one person does on my account, suddenly I feel like they are like, ding, ding, ding. We got a hot one here. This account, we can work with this one and rip this one off and boom, boom, boom. Because I've noticed like, they're like piranhas. I've noticed like on some occasions when someone, one of my followers have fallen for it, suddenly I've had X amount of new fake profiles popping up. So I got to, again, I think that there's a network and I think that when one person who follows us falls, then they swarm us. Do you think I am onto something? I think that's really, really interesting. Like I haven't actually thought about it that much in depth, but I wouldn't be surprised if you were correct on that. Who knows? Like, I think it is interesting though, as I think some of us have fallen a little bit more prey to this than others in terms mm -hmm. of people impersonating us. And I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I've spent a long time building my brand, building my reputation as being someone who is legit, not full of shit, who will tell it like it is, and also has a pretty significant degree of expertise about what I do. And so and I'm obviously the same for yourself. Like you've built your brand and your expertise and your wisdom and that reputation over time. And so I think it could be that people, like there is so much of that brand equity, like that brand awareness, the brand trust that people have in our name because of all the, the years and years and years of work and time that we put in to build our, our reputation and that I think that does, unfortunately, kind of bite us in the ass yeah. a bit and make, you know, people more likely to kind of fall for that because they trust our name and reputation, even though these scammers obviously are not either of us in reality. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very frustrating. And I, I, I'm concerned about that reputational blow. As yes. I just think, like a lot of people have unfollowed me since the scammers, to be honest. And I think it is those people who don't have the, you know, fill in the blank to figure out and discern between reality and then a scam account. Yes. And so it's like, they think it's actually me, but they, <laughs> they unfollow the real account as opposed to just blocking the scam account. And so there is something very annoying with that mm -hmm. to me. And it like breaks my heart in so many places. Have you experienced that at all? Oh, yeah. And you know, and again, it, you're right, it hurts your brand. 
because we are out there, we've been doing the work, we're legit, we know what we're talking about. And when there is this constant problems with scammer, I think it does, it, it really makes our brands take a hit. I really agree with that. So let's talk about the responsibilities that the social media platforms have. Mm-hmm. Because I will say this, I've been in, I've been, I've had an imposter on Twitter and it got taken down immediately. Wow. I had imposters on Facebook that get taken down pretty quickly. Wow. On Instagram, sometimes they don't even take them down. Like I have, it's like pulling teeth to mm-hmm. get them to take these scammers down. So I think Instagram is a huge problem. Um, yeah. They want to claim they're overwhelmed, but oftentimes they say this doesn't go against community guidelines. So what do you think the social media platforms need to do to keep the public safe and to protect the content creators? Where are they falling short? And what are they doing well, if anything? Oh my God, this, I think you really hit the nail on the head with this question. I'd be really curious to know what you think about this as well. And I think it's, it's fascinating to know your experience on Twitter and Facebook were very different than what it's been on Instagram. So I think we mentioned this a bit before we started recording, but one of the things I've noticed that has made this so much worse with the scammers getting away with it is when someone DMs you on Instagram, it's changed to whatever that display name is as opposed to the username. And so if someone where it's like Sabrina M. Scott, 57, 89, 111, 111, like usually before it would have just showed that. And then Mm -hmm. so people would have been immediately aware, like, oh, clearly this isn't Sabrina because Sabrina's username does not have 21s at the end of it. And so people would just easily block that, probably not even mention it because it's so obviously stupid. But if that scammer, Sabrina M. Scott, blah, 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 numbers puts as their display name sabrina scott that is what the person receiving the dm from them will see Mm -hmm. and if they steal the display picture it would it would look like a message from me unless they clicked the name to be taken to the profile Mm -hmm. and then they would see the 111 etc and so i feel like once instagram switched from just the the username in the messages to the display name in the messages to me that is been making the scammers job like a bazillion times easier so i think that's a huge thing um in terms of instagram and actually taking things down in my experience they don't really like i've had to submit photo by photo copyright infringement violation situations and that takes hours to get the urls obviously you're nodding so you know exactly what i'm talking about but for those listeners who don't know what we're talking about what you have to do is submit to instagram the url of the photo that someone has stolen and then the url of your own photo and like it has to be in like a perfect little like line of things and you have to submit all of this stuff and so in my experience when instagram did remove all the photos they still wouldn't take down the profile yep And so it takes two seconds to post a photo to Instagram. So the scammer is going to be right back up in two seconds, no matter, no matter what. And whenever I've reported anyone for impersonation, like it has not really gotten taken down. Mm -mm. Like no matter which way I reported it, whether it was like impersonating me or the copyright or blah, 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 like none of it works. Instagram doesn't really do anything. And I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. obviously I wish they would verify us. That I would- know, <laughs> you know, that is a huge problem too. There, there's very few tarot people 
or metaphysical people that are verified. They've made the verification thing this mystery. And I will see people on there, and you and I both have a sizable following. I will see people on there for other types of businesses that have maybe a thousand followers and they're verified. And I'm like, I have over 40,000 followers. You have a lot of followers. We have books out there. We are published authors. Why are we not verified? I think they need to make that verification process a lot easier for legitimate businesses like us. I think that's important. I agree with you about the name thing. They need to change that with the DMs. That's very problematic. The other thing that I think they need to do is over on Facebook, they have geo-blocking. You can block entire countries. Because a lot of the problems seem to come from like the same places. You know, mm. a lot of mine come from Nigeria. Mm. So it's the Nigerian scams have now found a new thing. Right. Um, you know, which is really, really frustrating. Um, but uh, over on Inst- on Facebook, you can block entire countries. That's so interesting. I feel like a lot of, because I've, I don't know, I can be a pretty good internet detective at times. And I found a lot of the scammers who are impersonating me are actually based in the States. Really? which is really annoying. (laughs) Somebody else I know has also been experiencing that same thing that it's mostly been in the States. Mine have mostly been coming from Nigeria. So random. It's so interesting. But I I feel like, uh, I don't know. On one hand, I think that could work. But on the other hand, like I feel like it almost isn't location specific. Yeah, you're right. It's such a global phenomenon. Like people are just like trying to get up on it all over the place and like most of my audience is American even though I'm based in Canada right like I could never ban the Americans <laughs> like I love yeah America. no you <laughs> couldn't uh so actually you're right I didn't think about that I mean I think the geo-blocking can help but then you're also of course shutting up legitimate people who may want to access your work so I mean that's not a total thing but I I will say I wish I did have that (laughs) just so I could stop dealing with this where it seems to be coming from this one country all the time for me Um, it's super frustrating the other thing that that's really problematic when you have to report an imposter sometimes they have you blocked So then you've got to go online and you've got to try to do it. And when you try to, you've got to submit your identification. And when you submit your identification, oftentimes the the form doesn't even work. And then they'll write back and say, well, you didn't submit a identification. So sorry, we're not removing this account. Exactly. There's a glitch in there. There's a glitch in Instagram's thing, which makes it absolutely difficult to report impossible. It's maddening. And so on that note, actually, and I've been thinking about this a lot myself, but I'm curious, like, does all of this kind of inspire you to think differently about Instagram, social media, the future of your business? Like, how do you feel about continuing your business on Instagram? And or are you exploring other avenues to branch out into like in case this issue just kind of becomes worse and worse and worse? Like, where are you at with that in terms of finding that home online that feels, you know, safe and protected, let's say, from scammers as much as possible, but also is a place where we're able to reach our audience in a way that does feel like authentic and also has that reach? Well, you know, the thing is, I will still use social media. I'm, I'm mostly on Twitter, though. Twitter's actually my favorite. Twitter's the one place where I have the best conversations. I will poke my head into Instagram, like, maybe two times a day. That's it. 
Facebook, I don't spend any time on there. I'm like, here, I come in, I dump my thing, and I get out of there. Because it's oftentimes I find it's very, um, you know, especially the personal stuff is very negative. So I don't spend as much time on social media as people think I do. And the biggest thing I do is my Instagram morning live. And I spend more time on Twitter. So, you know, if people want to connect with me, they always know you're going to have better luck connecting with me through my website, sending me an email, or, you know, joining my Patreon. Patreon's a safe place where people can have access and I can teach classes and all kinds of things. So I've got places where if Instagram continues to be a problem, I can just, boom, simply take it over to Patreon. I'm done. Bye. It's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. You know, I still think social media is helpful for promoting businesses and educating people about tarot and witchcraft and astrology. It's really good for that. But when it comes to business, you know, your newsletter is going to be a lot more effective at reaching people, having an established website with good blog posts, having like a Patreon account. There's so many other things you can do. And I think it's important for people not to put their whole business on Instagram, have a damn website and make sure you diversify like you would diversify your portfolio for investing you mm -hmm. should have stuff all over the place so you can you can just say bye if you need to and that's that you know so for me it, it really doesn't affect me that much if I decide that I'm off Instagram it's like it's not going to be any skin off my nose I'll just do everything on Twitter and tell people hey get to Patreon that's where you can really hook up with me yeah so interesting so I feel like I have put a lot of my eggs on Instagram just because I love, I love it as a platform. Yeah, it, it's visual Other, and it's tarot visual. people are visual. Yeah. It's, it's visual. It's what I love about it is it's kind of like a micro blogging. Yes. There is that like image and text kind of both of those things going on. Like I love the user experience and it just it feels sad to think about abandoning something that you've built for so long. Like you've got so many on Instagram, like 40 K that's, that's not nothing. And so abandoning that or thinking about abandoning that, not saying that you're going to, but that really doesn't bother you at all. Eh? That's nope. good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people though, that when I get fed up and I'm mm -hmm. like this with relationships too, I'm just done. <laughs> I just walk away. Yeah. I don't even care what the heck I burnt built. I'll burn that sucker down. And I'm, I've got the same view about uh, this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, if this is really causing me agony, if it's making my clients unsafe, if it's making my followers feel sad or harried or harassed, why would I want to stay here? I'm mm -hmm. going to be instead, listen, you guys, let's go over here, go to Patreon. We can hang out. Now we don't have to deal with these creeps and we can have a good time. So I'm going to take the party elsewhere. And, and even though I like Instagram because I'm visual and I like putting those pictures up there and connecting with people. And I especially love doing my Instagram live in the morning, mm -hmm. but at some point, if it becomes where this is no longer worth it and it's more pain, I don't care yeah. about ripping that Band-Aid off and walking the hell away. And that feels very scary for a lot of people. But also yeah. remember, I've been in business a long time, and there's been things that I've burnt to the crisp before, and I've <laughs> survived. Yeah. So you've got to be you've got to be a little bit fearless about that because otherwise you are at the mercy of these platforms and you never want to be on the mercy of the platforms. So for every tarot reader who's listening to me, please take my advice. Do scatter your forces a little bit wider, make sure you're, you have a website, a newsletter, an email, and those are things you own and then scatter it because you can always say, 
I am going elsewhere. I'm taking my people with me. And yeah. I learned that very early on in my career because when I started reading back in the day, um, I used to read at bars. And when the bars got weird, I would go to a different bar. My audience would follow me. Mm-hmm. So if you're good at your work and you take good care of your people, you tell them where you're going to be. And the ones who really love you will go there. And all the rest, you don't even know if they're there for any reason whatsoever. I've got 40,000 people, but I mean, do I interact with all of them? No. So we also have to remember that, that not every one of these people who follow you is actually going to be interacting with you either. So don't get hung up on those numbers and look for your alternatives, spread it around. So you can always tell these social media platforms, bye. I love that. I love your confidence and zestiness with this topic because it is something that I think a lot of people in this space do feel so like at the mercy of these platforms. And that's, and and listen, we're, they're at the mercy of us. Mm -hmm. And this is what also people don't understand. If we all say, this is dangerous. Let's all get off of here. Now, suddenly their numbers drop. They've got nothing going on. They're Mm -hmm. actually at the mercy of us. And I don't know why people don't consider that. Mm -hmm. We all remember MySpace. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Let me point that out. Remember MySpace? Everybody left MySpace. Yeah. Remember Periscope? Periscope was big on Twitter for a minute. who Who the hell goes in Periscope? I don't know anybody on Periscope. Yeah, Tumblr, I guess, too. Is Nobody like, goes to Tumblr. No one really goes there anymore. So, okay, at what point for you do you think you would walk away from Instagram? Like, what would be those kind of, like, deal-breaker red flags for you, personally? I don't know yet. Yeah. Because I haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. What about you? Oh, my God. I don't know either. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where I'll probably know it when I see it. I think okay. if the if the platform starts dying... Mm-hmm. Like MySpace started to die. I just got the hell off, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that would be it. If it starts being to the point where the algorithms aren't working for business, where people are not showing up, where it's just imposter after imposter and they're not doing anything. If it's not doing anything for my work, if I'm not enjoying it, that's the number one thing. If I don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. I know if there's something that I don't like, I don't do it, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes that feeling where this is no longer fun, I'm having a miserable time, then that's your cue. Get the hell out. Get out. Yeah. You know, so that would be my my ultimately number one thing. But also if it just seems like it's dying and no one's going there, if it's tumbleweeds, get out. Yeah. No, I think you're completely right. It'll be interesting to see what direction it goes in and if they're able to kind of salvage it and uh, make it into something amazing. So I know it can be that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just crossing my fingers that they're the whatever leadership team is able to kind of make that happen. So I think it would benefit all of us at the end of the day, both the, the audience, the users, as well as creators like us as well. Yes. And also the platform. If you've got a bunch of people happy to use your platform and they're using it and they're advertising on it and followers are coming there, it's good for the platforms too. So if they make it safe for our followers and for us, it's also going to benefit them greatly. So it would behoove them to listen to the complaints and actually do something about it because we can all be happy there. Again, we were happy once upon a time. Once upon a time, it was amazing. Like I feel like there was this golden age of Instagram a few years yes. ago. I miss that. <laughs> there, there absolutely was. And I think it can happen again. I think so too. I'm crossing my fingers and toes because I think that would be the best, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
but in the meantime, for people who are listening, do your due diligence. Think before you spend money. Go to people's websites. Do not interact via DM ever. Nothing good will come out of it. Look for the websites. You're going to be safer. You're going to keep your money in your pocket. And we're going to feel a lot better because I feel like garbage when this happens to people. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's listening, please, please, please beware. And for tarot readers, astrologers, I want them to really follow the advice what I'm saying. Website, newsletter, website, newsletter, scatter Mm -hmm. your stuff as much as you can. And don't be afraid to walk the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Any other parting words of wisdom that you want to give? Hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. Personally, one of the things I've done, I don't know if it's made that much of a difference, but just to kind of make sure that I'm doing all that I can do to educate people. Like I've actually put a little notice on my website Mm -hmm. about, hey, there's people impersonating me on Instagram and on social media and listing what my only accounts are. So at least if people do get curious, go to my, they can go to my website, click like tarot readings or whatever it is on the navigation. And then they can see, okay, Sabrina's aware of this. Okay. Interesting. And so if there are, you know, more of those places that readers can put those little like FYI, just like warning, there's a lot of scams on online right now. This is the only way to book. If that information is blasted around your website, hopefully that will help people not get taken advantage of by the scammers. I guess that would be a kind of big thing. The other piece, this is maybe going to sound, I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of like a a gray cloud with a silver lining. But on one hand, it's like if scammers are impersonating you, then you know you've kind of made it. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like there is, on one hand, it's a huge pain in the ass. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, pat yourself on the back. Like you've built something and a reputation and clearly have a talent that other people feel is worth ripping off. And it might be the biggest thorn in your side, like it has been in mine. Mm -hmm. Mine (laughs) too. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, so, you know, I'm not a total nobody, it turns out interesting. And so I do think a lot of newer readers, especially sometimes struggle with that self-confidence piece where they're, they're getting that imposter syndrome, they maybe don't feel like they deserve to be in business yet, or whatever, whatever. Um, and I've seen a lot of newbie readers, actually, with very brand new businesses get um, scammers kind of impersonating them as well. And so on one hand, it's a terrible thing to deal with as a business owner, like really, really awful for your brand and reputation. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, people are paying attention to me, that's at least that kind of boost of confidence that I'm hoping at least uh, some people who are going through this, who might be struggling with that confidence piece, hopefully they can at least take that silver lining out of this like really shit sandwich of a situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are wise words. I love that. And I really want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. Uh, You're so amazing. Where can people find you, Sabrina? Oh my God, this has been a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for making the time. And it just feels so good to be able to commiserate with yeah. someone who's going yes. through the same thing and just 
<laughs> talking shop about it, troubleshooting and just kind of figuring out like what, what do we need to do about this as a community and how do we move forward? So I appreciate that conversation. Thank you so much. So people can find me uh, on the interwebs. So my website is sabrinamscott.com. That's not changing anytime soon. That will be the hub of all things me. So my Instagram is sabrinamscott, no underscores, no weird numbers, just keep it simple. Um, so I'm doing that. And that's the main thing. Like I'll probably make a YouTube at some point, but that is to be determined. So once all of that happens, it will just be announced on the website. That's the simplest way to find me. Otherwise, I do have a mailing list. All the information about how to sign up for that is on the website. So once again, just backing up what you've said, the website does need to be that creator hub. So if any newer readers are listening, like please like see this as a sign from the universe to get on your website because that is that's the name of the game <laughs> right on and by the way people don't forget to pick up sabrina's book witch body it is so beautiful you're going to want that copy um it's something definitely definitely you need so and that's available wherever books are sold online or off and if you have a local indie bookstore make sure you ask them to carry the book Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank love you. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And remember, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day and a safe day online. And if you're digging the podcast, I would love it if you would do me a favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that will help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I'd like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, well, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>